and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I want to thank you for listening. And if this is your first time joining me, welcome. I am so glad you could be here today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you have an extra moment, would you consider leaving a review? It only takes a few moments. Or you can also share this episode on your social media platforms. Both are great ways to help others find this podcast. If you're looking for some good resources for deepening your faith, just visit sitstillmydaughter.com to see what is available for you, including Bible reading plans, journals, edifying magazines, and blog posts. I also have a link in the show notes that allows you to donate to this ministry. Your support helps us in continuing to encourage the hearts of women with the truth of God's word. Now, remember the Bible trivia question I asked you last week? Pharaoh gave his ring to who and made him ride in Pharaoh's second chariot. Joseph is the answer, and you can read about it in Genesis 41, verses 41 to 43. And here is your new question. Which king had 15 years added to his life? I'll read it once more. Which king had 15 years added to his life? And remember, I will have the answer for you on the next episode. Now for today's episode, I have to admit that it was not an easy one for me to prepare. It is never easy to open up about your own struggles and past hurts, but I also believe that it is in these moments of vulnerability that we can help each other. Father's Day is approaching, and while it is a beautiful day of celebrating and honoring fathers, there are some who can't participate. Those are the girls I want to speak with today, or rather simply read a letter written from someone who has walked a similar path and experienced some of those same hurts. To the girl without a father, maybe you never knew him. Perhaps he died before you could remember him, or you only have pictures and stories as your source of knowledge. Maybe you suffered the hurt of abandonment as he walked out of the house and your life, leaving you with an immense hurt, as well as wondering what you did wrong. Neither is easy to go through, and each leaves a wound or pain behind, whether it was a year ago or it has been decades. God's original plan was for children to know the love and care of both a mother and a father. Each had a specific role in bringing the word family to life as well as reflecting our creator. Mothers are the nurturers, the ones who selflessly give of themselves to ensure that everyone is well taken care of and made to feel loved. Fathers are protectors. Their strength and courage make everyone feel safe and well cared for. Their presence drives away fear as they check under the dusty bed for monsters before we go to sleep and squeeze our hands to let us know that we can do it before going up on stage to sing our first solo. Fathers were called to reflect a part of God to the world. His protection, courage, and strength were meant to remind us that our Heavenly Father does this and more for his beloved children. Sadly, out of a desire to corrupt God's plan, Satan has made it his mission to attack fathers, bombarding them with every weapon at his disposal, and the many casualties are clearly evident. The word father has been turned into a joke by some, especially in the entertainment world, and for others it invokes fear as their fathers rule with an iron fist. Neither is an accurate reflection of our God, but the damage still can be seen. This distorted image has also made its imprint in the spiritual realm. 
Because God meant for earthly fathers to be a picture of his love and care, it can be hard to see him as this when they do a poor job at reflecting it to their children. If your father abandoned you, it can leave you with an insecurity that God would do the same, perhaps because he is displeased with you and doesn't love you anymore. If your father abused you, it can leave you with a fear of men as well as distrust, which transfers over to your view of God, making it hard to trust him. If your father was a dictator and gave you an impossible list of things to achieve in order to be good enough to love, you can find it hard to believe that God loves you just as you are. No checklist required. I empathize with you as I struggled with much of this in my childhood. I have very few pleasant memories of my dad. Unfortunately, he didn't really know how to love me. Wounds from his father were present in his life, which hindered him moving forward. There were also some things that took place as a child and teen that made me dread my father's presence sometimes. When I felt threatened or afraid, my dad never was my place of refuge as he tended to leave me to fend for myself. And these experiences made it difficult to see God as my heavenly father, as a good heavenly father. I would read verses like 1 John 3, which says, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Or this verse from Psalms 103, verse 13. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. I struggled to know if my dad really loved me. So how could I know that God the Father did? My dad rarely pitied me or showed compassion to me, so it was hard to sometimes understand the compassion of God. I wanted to believe what I was reading, but my dad's representation made it hard to move past what I saw and trust by faith what I read. And I am sure it was for you too. Again, it was hard, but it's not impossible. When I struggled, I didn't stop reading the Bible. I kept coming back daily to read more. And the more I read, the more my faith increased, making it easier for me to believe that my Heavenly Father was all of this and more. If I can encourage you with just one thing, it would be never stop reading God's word, no matter how you feel, because this is one way God reveals himself to us. He has preserved his word for all these years, just so you and I could read them today and know his thoughts toward us. So please keep reading. There is something else that God intended a father to provide his daughter. And that is an answer to the question, am I lovely? In fact, there is an ache in your heart to be loved by your dad and to be called his princess. When this ache is denied, it can drive you to fulfill it with something, anything. And that tends to be a boy's love. You desperately try to get the attention of the next available boy and are thrilled when you do. They tell you how beautiful and amazing you are. Your heart absorbs each syllable of endearment and delights in each moment you spend together. Of course, as any teenage girl, I did desire the love and attention of a boy, hoping that it would at least fill some of the ache in my heart. I wanted to be married, to have a husband who loved me and made me feel safe and wanted. This desire increased the day my dad came home from a military deployment to say that he was leaving my mom and I. I remember how much I wanted a boyfriend at that particular moment. He would tell me it was all going to be okay, but there wasn't one. Looking back, I am grateful for that because it made me go to God instead, to the one person who could heal my heart and put back all the shattered pieces. 
A divorce is difficult on children, and for girls it can be especially hard when the father just walks out of their life, leaving them wounded and stunned. It is at this moment that they are vulnerable to Satan's attacks of doubt and even the root of bitterness springing up in their heart. Even though desiring a husband is a good thing, we should not want it in order to replace something else. It is meant to be enjoyed on its own because it can never take the place of any other relationship. There is only one who can be our, our father, husband, redeemer. I want to emphasize again the importance of reading the word of God for yourself. It was in my teen years that I began to really read my Bible for myself on a daily basis. I couldn't help but notice how many times God referred to himself as our father, a loving, tender, compassionate, protective father. These traits were foreign to me, especially after what had taken place with my dad. And as hard as they were to comprehend, I desired to. I knew that God could be trusted and his word contained the healing and help my soul needed. I remember joining a new youth group and hearing the youth pastor begin his prayer with a simple father instead of the traditional dear God or dear Jesus I had grown up with. It took me by surprise, but at the same time, it made me want to do the same in my own prayers. He was my heavenly father. And in Hebrews, we are told to come boldly into his presence. In Galatians, Paul tells us that we are sons and daughters of God, which means we can call him father. Calling my God father was much more intimate and made me realize that he does want a relationship with me. I continued to study the scripture, digging deep into each verse and unpacking the meaning so I could better understand its application. This was the beginning of really grounding my faith and getting my understanding of who my Heavenly Father truly is to me. While my earthly father didn't do a good job at representing my Heavenly Father's attributes, it didn't take away from or diminish his character at all. He was and remains the same good, loving, compassionate, protective father. He also does not ask me to trust him without reason. Over and over again, he has proved his faithfulness and trustworthiness. I can also take all of my problems to him and know that he is listening. That is another wonderful thing. I can talk to my Heavenly Father at any time. I will never be turned away because he is too busy or doesn't care. Every heartache, every fear, every worry can be uttered in his presence with the assurance that he can heal, calm, and to leave them all. My sweet friend, I want you to know that he is your heavenly father too. If you have placed your trust in him as your Lord and Savior, you are now his beloved daughter. You are under his care and protection and you are loved with an everlasting love. Even though your earthly father may have abandoned you or even abused you, your heavenly father only desires what is best for you. And he will never let anything happen to you that is not for your good. Again, can I encourage you to read your Bible so that you can begin to know him more? I promise that you will never regret it. And when you seek him, you're promised to find him. As others around you celebrate their amazing dad, you can host your own celebration by taking a moment to praise your awesome heavenly father and delight in the fact that he loves you and you are precious in his sight. Please don't ever forget that and move forward 
in his love. From a friend, who cares? Thank you.